Welcome to the Genesis 215 Campaign Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Jamie Bedwell. This podcast is sponsored by Sky Ocean Rescue and supported by the United Nations Association, London and Southeast Region. Well, hello everyone. It's Jamie Bedwell here, and this week I'm flying solo. That's because you'll find Abby and I currently uh, just finishing off a really big training block as we head into the start of the 2022 triathlon season. Uh, I'm just a couple of weeks away um, from racing in Ironman Mallorca 70.3. So that is a 70.3 mile race um, across Mallorca, swimming, cycling and running. And uh, I'm flying out <clears throat> a few days beforehand so I can uh, recce the course. I'm really looking forward to it. Abby is going to be racing um, at the British Super Series which is held, um, the first round is held in Connetley in Wales. And not only is it the first round of the Super Series, but it's also the chance to qualify for the European Elite Triathlon Championships for Great Britain, as well as the ETU Cups. So yeah, we're just finishing off a, a big April and looking forward to what racing has to offer in May. And today we're going to be talking to Ben, uh, ben runs a company called Fit Sports, who are uh, a, a clothing brand, <coughs> and he's he's a local guy as well. He's he's from Bexhill, so just just a few miles away from from Eastbourne, and um, his company Fit Sports stands for frequency, intensity, and time. And I just wanted to take a moment before the episode began today to really talk about how those three attributes really relate to us as athletes. For Abby and I, really those three words sum up everything it means to be training at a high level. And if you really want good performances, they are everything that you need. <coughs> Excuse me. Frequency. Training is training for triathlon is not as simple as a few hours here and there, when you want it. You, I mean, if you want to complete a triathlon, you have to be really dedicated to your, to your training. And I'm not just talking um, <clears throat> the odd training hour here and there. I'm talking about hours upon hours upon hours, weeks after weeks after weeks, and really being consistent in the frequency of your training. And that can be difficult to balance as well. And that's where intensity comes in. You know, it would be impossible to go hard every single session. You just wouldn't ever be able to stay injury-free or away from illness. But trying to find balance in the intensity that you're training at is so important to be to become the best version um, of yourself that you can as an athlete. Intensity is absolutely paramount, and that's why so many athletes pay coaches to help them with that balance and also give them a third party experienced opinion which I certainly need. And the last one time, when I first joined Bodyworks, I spoke with Stuart Wilkinson who's the performance mentor at Bodyworks and he said to me, Jamie, 
you know, if you really want to reach the top level, you're looking at at least 10 years of training before you'll get there. I was 16 at the time, and I'm not somebody who does lack commitment, so I was really up for it. But 10 years, that is 10 years of being dedicated to the sport. That's 10 years, as I said earlier, of hour upon hour, week upon week, month upon month, year upon year, battling back from injury after injury, learning from your setbacks and your illnesses, and learning from races that didn't go so well and training sessions that did go well, and also learning about your body and what it requires and how it's unique to you and how it works differently to others. That's certainly something that I've had to learn a huge amount, not just about my body, but also about my mind and how I can get the best out of myself to reach that level. So, well, we're only a few years away from that. Ten years is, is, is fast approaching, but frequency, intensity, time, that is what Fit Sports stand for. And I'm really excited to get into this podcast with Ben. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Genesis 215 campaign podcast. Today I'm really excited to bring to you uh, our episodes with Fit Sports. I've got Ben here with me, it's our first in-person podcast and we're here live at the Cycle Shack which is a really nice feel. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, pleasure to be here. Yeah, so this, I've got to really say thanks to Ben because this is actually our third attempt at recording this podcast. We've had audio problems, hence why we're doing it in person. But uh, yeah, we've got to thank the Cycle Shack too, offering uh, up some space and it's a lovely place here. Ben and I were just talking about, it's got a really, such a nice feel yeah, to, uh, yeah, to this area. Um, and uh, yeah, and Abby's not here because she's racing in Connetley, Wales. It's the European Championship Elite Qualifier tomorrow. And um, she's travelled off today to go to that, and uh, I'm looking forward to going and supporting her tomorrow, which is a surprise, which would be nice. <laughs> uh, ben, I, I just want to introduce Fit Sports really, and um, and tell our, our um, listeners about who you are. I think the first thing to to talk about is the name Fit and what it stands for: frequency, intensity, time. Abby and I, that is the core of who we are as athletes. If you took three traits as athletes that really take you from amateur to where we hope to be as professionals it's all about frequency consistency you know it's not just uh the odd session here the odd session there it's about day in day out month in month out year in year out and getting those intensities correct is why we love training at bodywork so much it's it's what makes a coach really good um, and I think it's a fantastic name for your brand. Time, if we want to become professional athletes, we're looking at 10 years from when we started the process to really to where we want to be. We're kind of two thirds of the way into that now and we're moving along, along nicely, but it's a long time. So frequency, intensity, time. How did you come up with that name? It, it, exactly that, Jamie, exactly what you just said. It's, it was about how, how can we demonstrate what we're trying to produce is, is a commitment sport and, and I think the, the best way of describing the commitment would be what does an athlete process look like um, and the principles of training are frequency intensity and time changing altering either of them or all three um, would show progression and progressive overload w- within the training session so we just felt actually it fits in nicely 
excuse the pun, but also <laughs> that the uh, that the what we what we're producing has to be of a good fit and it has to feel elite. So it, it's a play on words, but also um, emphasises what we're trying to do. Yeah, I love it. And the the interesting thing is, no matter if you're involved in sports or business or whatever you're trying to do in life, if you're really trying to take it to that top notch level the characteristics of whatever you're trying to do in life don't change frequency intensity time you know i've got a brother who studied a medical degree frequency intensity time people in the top of business frequency intensity time sport athletes anything it's all the same and yeah the fit is the fit is important <laughs> you're right um ben can you just give us a bit of background about who you are um maybe where you live because you're, you're nice and close by and uh, how fit sports came about yeah absolutely so um, my, my background is I, my degree at university I did uh, sports equipment development um, which is essentially an engineering degree um, and I, I kind of took a different turn for that and became a teacher and it's something I've revisited since so I had quite a nasty sports injury um, in 2008 and it took a long time recovering from that started training doing swimming um, less weight bearing stuff and eventually a friend of mine suggested getting into the world of triathlon uh, like a lot of people do um, and, and having bought a pretty horrendous surfer's wetsuit to swimming Oof. while swimming around thinking this isn't ideal and then yeah. got to the drawing board and started designing my own and it took a long time 11 prototypes later we eventually came up with what I was happy to say was ours which was the original fit suit wetsuit which is what we launched with and ever since then we've produced more and more products that, that we're happy to to say are ours. Ben, I had a really similar experience to you in terms of my first wetsuit was a TWF wetsuit from Sainsbury's and I raced Heaver Castle Triathlon with that and, uh, and I did a few triathlons with that and I was quite pleased when I first experienced my, what a swimmer's wetsuit felt like, yeah. Absolutely, I mean I've never felt deltoids burn quite like they oh, did trying to swim just in no a surface wetsuit, nothing no, at all. No, there's a reason why there's a surface wetsuit <laughs> and a swimmer's wetsuit, absolutely. So we're, we're here really to talk to Ben today about his new clothing range. So this is the gym wear clothing range which is made from 80% recycled fabrics. And we've got some of it here, and Ben's just been showing me some of it beforehand. It's in the feel, it really is. It feels so nice, really nice. Now, I should say that as I'm holding a, a women's bra, which is slightly odd, I guess, but it, it is, it's lovely to feel. It looks the business as well. And I'm sure you're really proud of all your products that come through the production line. Um, so some of the features of, uh, of, of this material is, it's, I knew the first question, if Abby was here today, she'd be saying, oh, what really annoys me about sports bras is the padding. It's always getting tied up. Well, you're, you're already ahead of the game. Tell us a little, about, uh, tell us a little bit about your um, gym wear range and how it came about. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, we were trying to fill those blanks. We, we always work to what are the priorities of what an athlete needs. And, and we, we've done the wetsuit, we've got the tri-suit, um, we've got our cycle jerseys, but actually it's the in-between training um, stuff that we needed to produce as well. So this is for runners, for gym wear. Um, so we were looking for something that, that would work. Now we've got, we have gone down the sustainable recycle route, but as well as that, we needed to make sure that we, again, had stuff that was um, within the athlete's priorities. And as James already highlighted, a lot, a lot of the women were saying in our market research actually that the, that the, the bra, there are issues there with a lot of sports bras where, where, where the padding does tangle. So we, we, we have produced a, a double layer system where actually it can be removed for those mm -hmm. who feel like they don't actually want the padding. Yeah. Um, and also it can be washed, you know, so it can be more hygienic, but also um, you, you can easily access the, the padding to make sure it doesn't tangle. Yeah, I love it. And I'd really um, welcome listeners 
because we do want to create a community of, of support you know with companies who are making a real effort to become more sustainable so do get, get your hands on one of these because they feel you know so nice that, that it's it's yeah absolutely mega I, I really like the design as well so you've got a double strap a single strap uh, gym wear in the female is there men's range as well yeah so we've got we've got the leggings and the shorts for the females well. and men's wear we've got the running um, shorts we have t-shirts which are still in the in the making of group we've sort of gone back to the drawing board of the t-shirts um, but we also have the uh, the shell top as well it's a long sleeved uh, runner's top yeah fantastic and you can see some of those products through the fit sports instagram page um now then talk to us about the recycled materials where, where are they sourced from Okay, so our, our gym wear is manufactured in, in China, but we were, okay. we're really careful in the manufacturers we use. We use very, very small um, factories where we feel like we've got more control over what's happening um, and, and building a trust with a smaller company uh, so we can grow together. And, and with that, uh, we, we wanted to really ensure we had certified recycled materials making, making the product. We, we came across a really nice um, material, which is what the gym wear is made of, mm -hmm. um, which is 80% recycled. It's made from... Um, other fabrics which have been left behind. So in, in a factory where they're producing other other products, it's the it's the stuff that's on the floor. Now the leftover fabric on the floor is gathered, uh, made into new yarn, and we are using that. Uh, on top of that as well, we are using the plastics. So we've got recycled plastics for for the parts that we can use. So the stitching, for example, is made from recycled plastics. Great, as well. fantastic. And I'm sure you know a lot of people you know are always looking for you know where is it that we can move forward. So. The 20% that isn't recycled, was that due to feasibility or manufacturing or logistics or practicality of the design? It's a bit of both, to be okay. honest. Um, there's elements of spandex. We've got spandex within the product because it has to be tight-fitting. You know, it's the part of what the product needs to be in order to function properly. Unfortunately, spandex does involve rubber, and, and rubber you can't recycle very easily. So the, the, the elements that we cannot quite get the right quality for, we've had to use um, first sources for, which means that the 20% isn't recyclable. Um, but it's something we'll look at if if products do come across which we feel can replace it, we will. Yeah, and, and I think there's always that practicality. Hey, you know, we are all aware of the environmental situation, but we're also all aware that practically we need to live as human beings and we want to be able to do things like sport. And so it's looking at, okay, how good can we be? In a perfect, we don't live in a perfect world, but how good can we be and you know supporting companies who are making a, a special effort and you know looking at ourselves at how can we be more sustainable well this is an answer for a lot of athletes who are looking for top class um, quality workout and um, performance wear uh, that is also sustainable so yeah really love that Ben we these aren't the only products that we've uh, we featured though because or we want to feature your sunglasses, Abby and I have been benefiting from for a, for a few for a few years now. Uh, we have um, uh, been given those sunglasses as a a podium prize at the Eastbourne Triathlon over a few years now. Because I should tell our listeners, Ben's just from down the road in Bexhill, and um, uh, we love your sunglasses. Can you tell us a little bit about them and the story behind them? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, again, it, it was by chance, really. We people were asking what other products can we produce and we were looking to get into the, the market of making more sustainable products and and 
it, it was really just a general conversation with a friend of mine when we were we both had a pair of sunglasses and we realized actually these are made of a lot of plastic mm. um, and unnecessary plastic really right. uh, so we looked into the design of, of how we can change that you know what elements can we change which bits can't we swap with um, so, so we produced our sunglasses where the, the arms of the sunglasses are made from bamboo sustainable source um, bamboo um, but the frames we've got recycled plastic for um, the only part we can't quite get fully recycled before is the is the lenses because uh, recycled plastic isn't good enough quality to get um, polarized lenses for so you know we're, we're trying to be as sustainable as possible again you know the quality matters as well so it's that Absolutely. fine balance between have, still having a quality product um, but being as sustainable as possible fantastic uh, the products in the pipeline so you know what is the stuff that you've got coming up on the horizon a little insight for our listeners yeah so I mean you are the first to know this so um, uh, the, the next product we are still in design for, uh, we are looking very in depth at how we can make this the, the very best. So we are designing a new wetsuit, so the Fitsuit 2, um, oh, which great. is going to be a bigger and better version of what we have. So Fantastic. we're, we're going to leave it as vague as that because actually the, the, the elements to it are going to be so unique um, and it, it's exciting. Brilliant. And I'm, I'm excited for that because I've, I've swum in the, the first edition of the Fitsuit and I know that took you a long time to get to. I mean, if we talk about where we've come from and the wetsuits that we've swum in, that's already a mega, mega um, step up. And I'd say for our listeners, you know, those who are uh, competing, uh, are trying to get the best out of themselves, do get your hands on one of these wetsuits because, uh, well, if the second one's coming out as well, that's, that's exciting stuff. I say, I've worn that one uh, in the sea and we spoke about, you know, really honestly, about what I, li- what I liked about it and um, uh, what features that I felt Oh, could there be a bit more rotation in it? I mean, but we, I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough, really, to swim in the very best wetsuits in, in the world. And I'm telling you, that fit wetsuit's not far off. So I'm really excited for the, for the second Thank version. Uh, ben, we love a quiz on yep. the GSA 15 yep. campaign podcast. We need to keep things fresh. Um, and so I've got a few, uh, a few questions for you. Now, uh, I'm going to start with triathlon, uh, of course. Now... In Eastbourne, currently residing, uh, is the 1989, which was the inaugural ITU World Championships, uh, second place winner. So there is one person that lives in there, and their partner finished third at the 1992 Ironman Hawaii World Championships. That's a big old deal. That is a big old deal. So, male and female partners who live in Eastbourne. Struggling, Jamie. Uh, you know, uh, my history of triathlon is pretty good and Ironman is pretty good, but I would have been 10, so I'm struggling. <laughs> it's, a, it's a while ago. And I wasn't alive, mate. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Going back that far, I, I don't know, I'm afraid. Okay, well, they're, they're close to Abby and I. In fact, I think we've spent more time with these two than we have our own parents over the last six or seven if, years. If there's someone I know, they're going to hate me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glenn Cook and Sarah Coop. Uh, yeah, I thought <laughs> annoying no, I mate. That. You should have got that. It's, I a, got that. it's okay. I should have guessed that. They uh, yes, Glenn Cook finished uh, in second position in the inaugural ITU World Championships to the legend that is Mark Allen uh, and Sarah Coop, who is an Iron Woman. I mean, I've uh, been fortunate again to know Sarah for a long time now, and she is the definition of an Iron Woman. She's had four kids. She is still as fit as a fiddle. She still trains all our younger groups, and you, yeah, you're always seeing her running up and down. She loves triathlon. She loves her job, and she finished third in the Ironman uh, World Championships in 1992. So, question number two, and this is a good one: 
all of these uh, uh, famous celebrities, I guess, live, currently live, or were, grew up in Eastbourne or East Sussex. So I've got a number of names here, but one of them didn't. Okay. So I want you to tell me which one didn't. So we've got Johanna Konza, who is the former British number one tennis player. Chris Eubank, who held the WBO middleweight and super middleweight belts in 1990 and 1995. Sally Gunnell, who's the only woman to hold world, Olympic, European and Commonwealth gold medals all at the same time, the only woman in the whole of history. Jane Torville, who won gold at the 1984 Winter Olympics. And finally, Adam Jamili, who's the first British athlete to go sub 10 and sub 20 seconds in the 100 and 200 meters. So all of those, okay. except yeah. one, either grew up in East Sussex or currently reside in East Sussex, which one didn't? It's an elimination this one, I think. So I know, I know Johanna Conter's from Eastbourne. I've seen her play in Eastbourne as well, and I think she went to Eastbourne College, I believe. Chris Eubank lived in Brighton, so whether or not he's from there, I, I would guess he was. And I think Sally Gunnell's also from East Sussex. Jane Torver, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure Adam Jamili is from Kent. So I'm gonna go with Adam Jamili. Yeah, that's gutting, because when I put that question together, I thought I was gonna catch you up. <laughs> Mate, you're spot on. It is Adam Jamili who's from Kent. Jane Toro, actually, I used to play rugby in Heathfield, and she lives in Waldron, so uh, just next to Heathfield. Okay. Um, and yeah, you're right, Chris Bank from uh, Brighton, uh, Sally Gunnell, she's uh, signed a picture down at Eastbourne Rovers uh, running track, and Hannah Contact, yes, former British uh, number one, and famously from Eastbourne, and well supported uh, at the Eastbourne tennis tournament that, that prepares for Wimbledon. So the final question then, Ben. Okay. If you were to swim the length of the Sussex coast in one of your brand new fit wetsuits, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. Exactly. How far would it be? So three, three answers here. Choose the one that it is. Okay. 180 kilometres, 150 kilometres, or 220 kilometres. How far would, would it be to swim the length of the Sussex coast? I know Sussex is definitely longer than it is high. So and, and I know it's quite one of the, one of the longest. So let's go with 180. 180, it's not. 220 oh, kilometers. Wow, and that would take a long time to swim. I know some people have actually swum all around the British Isles, but I mean, 220 kilometers. That takes doing. Oh God, I think it takes a few hours just to swim 10K. <laughs> so yeah, that is a long way. Ben, tell us, if people do want to get their hands on these products, um, where can they find you and, and, and how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so, so directly on the website, uh, which is frequencyintensitytime.com um, and also on our Instagram which is at uh, fit underscore sports limited so Brilliant. please do have a look at both of those um, alternatively we do have a group on Facebook which is at the fit suit great and just before we finish what other um, uh, products do you have available yeah so we've also got a cycle jersey which is designed for long duration um, cycle rides um, so it's not a sprint jersey but it is for comfort again as Jamie's mentioned it is all about the feel on that one and we also have our tricycle which is designed for sprint tries um, so please do have a look at the products we have available yeah fantastic Ben and I really encourage our listeners get your hands on some of this stuff because uh, yeah, it's not only sustainable, but it the, the fit is all in the film. Thanks, Ben, for no, no being on the podcast. Cheers, mate. Well, hi, everyone. I'm back at home uh, after that, recording the episode with Ben from Fritz Sports. What a nice guy. What a nice chap. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with him. And, uh, yeah, I want to say a big thanks again to the Cycle Shack in Eastbourne for 
providing us with some space and uh, a really nice feel to the podcast uh, that we both enjoyed. I just want to let you know that if you are interested in uh, getting your hands on some of that fit sports clothing, having a look at it, it's going to be available at the Eastbourne and Brighton triathlons this summer. So the Eastbourne triathlons take part on Sunday the 12th of June, that is the sprint and Olympic distance triathlons, and then you've got the long distance triathlons, that is the 70.3 and the full Ironman taking part in Eastbourne on the 10th of July, that is Sunday the 10th of July. And finally, the Brighton Triathlon, that's going ahead on the 12th of September. So if you are interested in uh, checking out the Fit Gear and uh, having a feel of it before you purchase it, you can there at the uh, all three of those triathlons. And uh, thanks again for your support. Thanks for listening to these uh, episodes. And please do, if you're enjoying them, share them with a friend, send them a link. It's the only way that we can help to build this encouraging and positive news about companies that are making a special effort within the industries that we love and uh, take part in. So uh, get behind it. Give us a follow on social media. You can find us at Gen215Campaign on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye.